Welcome back to the Wisconsin Runner Podcast. Today, we're bringing you our next installment of the Sub 4 and Sub 4 series with John Simons. So this is a preview episode to our larger interview that we did with John a couple months back. Um, this episode is going to be kind of a snippet of that episode where we get in-depth into John's first Sub 4 minute experience. Um, John <laughs> ends up going a little over four minutes but it's a phenomenal recap. Really gives us a lot of insight into John's personality, a lot of things that made John great. Um, and as you'll, you'll come to know, John is just a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whatever he says, he's going to get done. He's going to go do it. He sets no limitations. And he always says, why not him? So enjoy this episode. Um, hopefully you're able to catch the larger episode with John. And remember, trust the process. And everything's funner with Wisconsin Runner. When did the thoughts of a uh, sub four creep into your mind? So the sub four story is very interesting too because it just wasn't even really a realistic thought. <laughs> um, the first time I ever saw a guy do it in person was at. Notre Dame when I was a rookie when I was at UWM um Jeff C won the Mayo Mile he broke four minutes and I just I was sitting in the bleachers and it was just like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life I was like you know yeah you see it on TV or whatever but like to see one in person was just a different deal and so I, I even wrote a paper about it um I did a whole bunch of research and wrote a 20 25 page paper for my freshman English course at UWM in my spring term and it was just like, you know, again, like another captivating, like dreaming type of thing that you can just get so excited about. Um, so I, I got really into that um, just from what that meant historically and legacy wise and, you know, the breadth of track and field altogether. But it, but I never really looked at myself and being like, okay, well, I'm going to do that. So um, it was, it was something like that would be cool for me to do, but, you know, I'm running to run the 5k, you know, exclusively. That's, that's the thing that I'm getting ready for. So, um, so how that actually ended up evolving was, um, well, really, you know, my, when Ben and Hassan had finally graduated, like the mantle was open, somebody needed to be the next good runner at Minnesota. And that just became like very, very simple for me to move into that role was, you know, I'm, I'm good enough to do, I'm good enough to carry the mantle. I'm not maybe not what they did, but like I'm good enough to be the top guy here, and I'm gonna aspire to do those things. Although I, you know, wasn't really that guy yet. Um, but you know, in some ways, them moving on allowed me to become really good. Um, not because like, you know, I I wasn't a, a good number three or four, but I don't know. I think that everybody was just looking around like somebody's got to start scoring points for us. And it was like, okay, I, I guess I'm that guy. So let's do it. Um, but in any case, um, the mile happened very just out of the blue. Um, I, I was starting to run better and better and better, but I wasn't like that guy yet. But I, but again, just the way that I was able to become like the way that I was in high school was the same way that I was in college. Like I just, there was a day, I don't know what it was, but it was like an overnight thing where it was just like, 
I'm good enough to do this, like for sure, I'm good enough to do this. And for me, that was, I'm good enough to score in the big 10. Um, I'm good enough to make the national meet. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And I don't know what event it's going to be in, but trust me, I'm going to be there. Um, and so I ended up, you know, stringing together some PRs, just one after another. Like I opened up the season, I ran 407 for the mile, which at that time was a four second PR or something like that. And that was a big one. Or I think it was, I think I ran 408. It was like a three second PR, but it was a big one. I was like, okay, I won this meet. It's a home meet. And I ran a big PR on a flat track. This is perfectly applicable to my 3K. It's going to make me a better 3K guy. And then, you know, before I knew it, I was running 7.58 in the 3K. So I was a sub-8 guy. And then I went to Big Tens, and it was like, okay, I've never scored at this meet, but now I'm ready to start scoring. And I was, I want to say 7th in the 3K, but I ran like 7.55, which was nuts. It was absolutely loaded, crazy fast meet. And then I came back the next day and ran 13.53 in the 5K and got 5th. And I just remember like, that was like, that was like my state meet from my high school senior year. Again, it was just like one of those out of body experiences followed by another one where it was just ridiculous PRs. And um, I remember this, this was probably the, the, the third and most important conversation with Plaz was he came over to me after I had run the 1353 and gotten fifth and he sat down next to me and put his hand on my head like I was his kid or something. And he just looked at me like a fatherly figure and was like, I'm just so proud of what you did this weekend. It was, it was just really weird because he wasn't like that. Um, but, he, but he did that for me. And it was like, uh, you know, one of those just bonding type moments. But then he walked away. Um, and then, you know, after he took like three or four steps, he turned around and he said, but I'm sending you down to Notre Dame next week to run the mile because you're slow as shit. You need to get some speed. <laughs> so, cause I mean, essentially I was in those races until a quarter to go and I was getting my doors blown off. Um, and so, so yeah, so, so Plaz, yeah, in, in his own Plaz way, you know, great compliment with a, you're, you're still not that good yet kid type thing. Um, and he sent me down to Notre Dame and, um, I've got a long write up about it that I can probably give you guys, but the bottom line is I didn't want to run the mile. I went down there and I was just like, I think I can still run like 748 or something in a 3k. Like, I think, I think I can run really fast in the 3k. I can make nationals. So that was my goal. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it to this meet no matter what. Right. And it, it's going to happen for sure. And then when I was talking to Plaz on the phone, he's like, no, I don't want you to run the five or the three. I, I sent you down there to run the mile, do the mile. Um, and, and as I'm watching this meet, like the night before a guy who had beaten the 5k ended up running like 1335 and he's going to nationals. Um, and then the next day in the morning, I'm running, watching the three K and like these guys run 748 and 749 and they make nationals. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like I could have made nationals in the three or the five, which are the events I've been training for all season. And I run this dorky mile in the B heat at this meet that I could care less about, like, get me out of here. I'm so upset. And, um, 
I went on my warm up. It was the worst warm up of my life. I ran so slow. I felt awful. I felt like an old man. Like everything was hurting. And I was just like upset. I was just, I was just like, this, I've, I've had this stuff stolen from me. I was going to make this meet and, and be there and do all this cool stuff. And I have to run this mile instead. And um, one way or another, I got back into the building and I was really, really far behind on time. I was like 12 minutes away from the race and I was still in my sweats and hadn't done any of my drills or strides or anything. And I like got my spikes on really quick, got over to the line. I had watched your race, Spencer. You ran a nice race. Uh, I think that might have been your lifetime PR, right? Um, at the time it was, yeah. Yeah, at the time it was. Um, but also, too, um, I'm standing at the line watching people race this, and I'm like, hey, Spencer ran 405. Like, I don't know, maybe I can run quick. <laughs> like, not, not in like a you can't do that, but like, everybody's doing it and this is a big lifetime best and like i don't know like maybe i should be able to do this too because uh, i'm already here i might as well um but when we got to the line we were told that we had a rabbit and he was going to run through the thousand in 230 um and it was it was ben hubers from indiana and he was a big 10 champion previously so it was like okay when they say he's going to do this he's for sure going to do it and I just remember having this really, really just stupid thought in my head where I'm like, 230 through 1,000, huh, that's four-minute mile pace. Well, I guess if I'm feeling good, I'm going to have a free ride through 1,000 meters. So the gun goes off. I have no clue what I'm doing in life. I'm way in the back. Uh, I think I came through the quarter in 61, which, you know, very clearly it was much faster than my 407 or 408 PR at the time. Uh, but I didn't care. I was just like, let, let's go with this. I'm feeling pretty good. And then I made a big move up through, uh, the half mile marker. I think I ran 58 my second quarter, which was like pretty impressive for me. I hadn't broken 60 and a quarter in a workout all season. So I was like, this is pretty good. Um, and then I was all the way up on this one kid who was right behind the rabbit and I was in third, um, and the rabbit dumps out at 2.30. And from there to the 1,200 marker, I'm just like, holy cow, this is so slow right now. And I knew that we had slowed down. Like, I, I, I could just feel like, you know, all those uh, threshold intervals from, from time, uh, from, from weeks and years back, that, um, that the tempo of whatever I was doing was just had slowed down. Um, so anyways, I... Um, I knew that I had to go um, and I came across the 1200 mark and the guy was saying, you know, 257, eight, nine, three, you know, right at three flat. And pretty much from there forward, I was like, it's time to go because now it's not really just about, you know, running a good mile time. It's about legacy. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think all of us have, if you're really engaged in this sport, you're definitely reevaluating things even in the moment. Right. Um, and so for me, that four minute mile, writing a 25 page paper, watching it happen, seeing these people who have done it, knowing the lists, knowing the people who are on the list who have done these things and knowing the foreverness of it. When I hit three minutes flat at three quarters of a mile, it was like, Holy crap, this, 
now is the time. This is the time right now. Nothing else in the world matters. I don't care. You can do this. You actually, you just, you need to do this right now. You may never get a chance at this ever again. You could get hit by a bus on the cool down and be, you know, gone forever. If you're a 400 point, whatever, a 401 or 405 guy or whatever, no, you know, that's a fast time in the world, but it's not sub four. So I just, like I do, I, I just was very understanding of what was going on in the moment. And I'm like, okay, it's time to go right now. Um, and, and so I was laser locked in focused and I remember hitting 200 to go. And again, the guy is, you know, saying like, you know, he's at three thirty. Um, does he have enough for what, it, you know, whatever it takes. And w- when I got to that point, it was over. I, I had done it. So the last 200 meters to me in, in this race was enjoying it. Um, and, and so like, it wasn't even a question in my mind any longer. I had two more gears. I was going to use them. Um, and when I hit the home stretch, there's a big clock on the home stretch. I don't know if it's still there at, um, at the, at the Mayo indoor facility. Um, but I could just, I could see the clock and I was just so, it was, it's, it's nuts. You know, you're just, you're just so into it and so excited about it. And I was just enjoying it so much that like, you know, you got to get there still. So, um, so I did. Um, and when I got under, I knew that I was under, um, and it was, I don't know, you just can't describe it any other way. It was just badass. It was just so much fun, but also it was like, that didn't just happen. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know if you guys have seen race footage or whatever, but I mean, clearly it was like one of those, I just won the lottery type moments. Um, <laughs> And it, it, cause it just, it, that stuff, that wasn't supposed to happen. I wasn't supposed to, to do this kind of thing. And it just was like very out of the blue, it, it occurred. Um, and so obviously we're just going nuts. My teammates had made the, the DMR the previous night. They made, you know, the top 12 national list. So they were going to go to nationals. And so they just mauled me. And then like, you know, so obviously we're just out of our minds that like these things are happening. And then my buddy, like, just like, you know, it pats me on the, on the chest and is like, wait, 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 we have to watch the next heat because you might've made, you might've just made nationals. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, and so like, I think two guys went under my time and then you had to wait through the weekend to see what the descending order list was and everything. But I had in fact done what I said I was going to do. And that like, it was just like, it's not a question. It's, it's just going to happen. Like I'm going to do these kinds of things. And so I had qualified for my first national meet. Um, I, I never did nationals in high school or anything like that. So I qualified for my first national meet of any kind um, on the track in the mile, which was not how I looked at things when I was a high school senior or during my freshman year of college or anything. Like I always figured that my first time I'd go to nationals would be, yeah, I make it in cross country or, you know, I make it in the outdoor 10K or the indoor 5K or something like that. But like the mile, wait, what am I, what? Um, and so that was just like, okay, like let's, let's just keep rolling with this. And so it was just like a momentum play that just didn't even make sense. But you're almost just like, it doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense. You just go with it. This is, I guess it's meant to be, let's do this. Oh, 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 oh,